Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, a different take on a top priority for a state CIO. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. The Information Technology and Innovation Foundation is calling on Congress to eliminate broadband funding programs that have been made redundant by other, more effective ones. In a report released this week, the foundation points out that the Affordable Connectivity Program is due to run out of money next year, but that eliminating three previously funded programs could help keep it sustainable. New York State has a new lead for finance and technology. Governor Kathy Hochul named Albert Polito, who was previously a citywide operations director for the New York City Mayor's Office, to the post. Polito will help oversee government operations and policy management for several departments, including the state IT agency. Boston cloud services form NWN Carousel will provide the city of Baltimore with next-generation 911 capabilities. The city inked a $6.5 million contract with the vendor in order to allow emergency call centers to receive text messages and multimedia. City officials say the move will also allow them to gain other new capabilities as well, including AI-fueled language translation and mapping tools for first responders. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Nebraska CIO Ed Toner is thinking differently about what his top priority as a state CIO should be. Toner, who's been in the role for eight years, says that high availability tops his priority list. That's a shift from the most commonly listed top priority for state CIOs, which has been cybersecurity for more than a decade. Toner posts his thoughts on a monthly basis on a blog. There's a link to that in today's show notes. Toner tells State Scoop's Colin Wood why he prioritizes availability and offers other insights from his writings. If your infrastructure or your applications aren't available to the public, then we just can't do business, right? Um, Especially nowadays. We've moved so much to a digital uh, environment where all of our forms are online. And if at any given time you have a down application or, uh, you know, a – you know, even worse, a down data center, then you pretty much, you, you've stalled government. Um, no one's getting anything done, right? Either your customers can't get online to submit paperwork, to, you know, pay that DMV, um, you know, license fee, or on the other end, your customers, your agencies can't get online, can't do their job. So, you know, it stops government. If availability is not your number one, it should be, because um, that means you're stopped. You know, mm-hmm. and like when I worked at Ameritrade, if we had one minute of out- outage, just one, because we were trading stocks, we're talking millions of dollars. Uh, and that's not something that the private sector ever even, you know, we, we couldn't imagine an outage. I mean, it was one of those things that, um we did everything we did as far as design was to design out any type of flaws in our architecture or anything that left as we always had a saying uh one means none right so what we meant by that was if you have one instance of your application you don't have any cuz you lose it you're done it's over right and you could you could talk you know, uh, your quarterly profits going away, everything. And then I went from Ameritrade trading securities to first data, 
credit card transactions. Same thing. You swipe a card and it doesn't go through because we can't we were the you know, we are the, the, the processing the provider. Um then that means the store's not making any money. That means we're not making any money. Um and that again costs millions of dollars. So mm-hmm. Well, like I say, that's where we've always had that, that, that saying. I've never heard it in the private sector, but in the public it's pretty common. One means none because mm-hmm. one means you go down, you have nowhere to go, right. um, and, and no one can afford that. So it's interesting that uh, you know cybersecurity obviously always ranks high as a priority, and um, mm-hmm. It's, and but the reason for that is is very closely connected to to availability. There's other things, of course, that go along with that. There's uh-huh. data privacy issues and then just the negative attention that that comes along with that that doesn't doesn't quite accompany just you know a, an outage that isn't caused by a bad actor. But um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Anyway, um, so. Is high availability at odds with cost in the public sector where you're expected to be careful with taxpayer funds? No, no, quite the opposite, right? Because if you are architecting your if you are architecting your infrastructure, your applications correctly, the additional cost of having a second instance more than pays for itself. Again, Productivity, right? Productivity uh, within the state, productivity of um, the residents of your state. You know, if they're trying to get online to do their, um, you know, pay their bills, to do, you know, their driver's license, as I said, to apply for benefits at HHS. If it's not there, then then you're losing much more um, productivity, both of your customer base and um, the state resources than you ever do doubling, you know, having two servers. Servers are cheap. I mean, um, the licensing, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, went into one agency. It was one of their critical applications. They had one instance. We were able to, to double, uh, you know, to put uh, one instance in Lincoln add another one in Omaha, uh, the additional cost, we're, we're, we're talking minimal money uh, for to to double that capacity. Some cases it's, it's less than $10,000. Some cases it's much more. But the more critical the application, the more people use the applications, that means the more servers we have to replicate. Well, then that must mean that that application is being used. Um, so when people have to go from an automated situation where you have the digital, everyone's talking digital this, digital that. Well, when you have to go from that digital experience to a manual experience, the cost is tremendously higher. Right. Well, uh, so if, if funding isn't necessarily a challenge, are there challenges for CIOs who want to make High availability a greater priority? I think that the, the challenges would be um, ensuring that you've got the the right uh, team on board, that the board, that the team 
understands what you're trying to do. When I got here, we had one data center, and I can remember saying, you know, we're going to run out of two. We can now flip data centers in less than one minute. Um, and so having them believe that we can do it was a big thing. And then we also, here in Nebraska, utilized to lower our costs, we use utilized public resources. So what do I mean by that? The specifics are that my data center is actually used, my Lincoln data center is used by the um, Douglas County uh, data center, which is Omaha, right, our biggest uh, um, city in the state. Well, they use our data center. We use their data center. We were still running those two data centers, but we were running those two data centers separate and siloed. Now we're running where they're running out of our data center. We're running out of theirs, and it's all our pay public money. And mm -hmm. so it's we're not even paying private uh, any private company for the, that data center space. They own theirs. I own mine. Uh, we're both tier fours, so we're great two good mm -hmm. equal data centers. Um, and we provide that option to any public entity. Um, they don't have to use our network or anything, but we can. We we do exactly what uh, the private industry does. We will colo for a public sector uh, client. So the city of Lincoln, they don't have a data center because they use our data center and they just pay us. Uh, they run off their own network, their own circuits. They're totally isolated. Uh, they run their own thing, but we lowered their cost dramatically because they no longer had to pay for a data center. They no longer had to pay for 24-hour monitoring. Our operations group does the monitoring for them, um, and then they just pay us. Um, just recently, in the la within the last year, the legislature of Nebraska, totally separate, um, they moved into our data center in Lincoln because they were in a private data center, and they were paying double what we were charging. Now, double meaning for one instance in that private data center, one rack, they were paying double what I gave them, which was two racks. I put one rack in Lincoln, one rack in, in Omaha. They decided to go active-active with their two racks, so they went from one instance to two instances which doubled their availability. And they are totally isolated off of, you know, on their own, but they're still using our data center floor, but for half the cost and twice the availability. You wrote uh, another blog post kind of related to the one about high availability, about resiliency. Uh, I want to read a, uh, a quick passage from that. You write, resiliency refers to the ability to quickly to recover quickly to adversity or change. Resiliency is life-strengthening. Every day in technology, we face some type of adversity or challenge. Research, research suggests we must deal with adversity and failure daily if we want to get better at something and enhance our learning. If that is true, technology workers must be the smartest people ever. Everyone is afraid of failure, but to be successful in our business, 
you have to learn to deal with it and when possible, minimize it. And you go on to mention mm -hmm. uh, frustration and setbacks as inevitable roadblocks in business and in life and uh, just the importance of not being afraid of failure. So as a technology leader, how does one encourage resilience and those who are around you? By, by never criticizing failure. You know, I, I have a rule that only people who work hard make, make mistakes, right? Um, and so if they know that they are allowed to fail, that they're allowed to try something and it fails, as long as they're following the rules, as long as they're following the processes, procedures, they know that there won't be any criticism uh, in fact, often uh, there'll be a comment from me of, well, at least we know what doesn't work. Um, and so if you have that type of attitude now, if you have the attitude that, oh, no, you're never allowed to make a mistake, then you're not going to have any creativity in your uh, team. They're going to be afraid to make any type of changes. They're going to not adopt um, any type of ideas I mean, there are times where I say, well, let's just try this and see if it works. And that is what I, I really foster all the way from the top to the bottom is um, it's okay to try something different. You know, just under controlled circumstances. Obviously, we don't do anything that would take our high availability, our number one uh, priority. But in a test environment, definitely. Um, and if you fail, well, try it again. See if you, see if you can get it to work. Um, I reward failure. It's to me, it's one of those things that I know what I didn't what didn't work for us, and now we can cross that off. Ed Toner, Chief Information Officer for the State of Nebraska. You can read more about him and his IT approach at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Coming up later this year from State Scoop, the 2023 IT Modernization Summit. This year's virtual summit takes place on September 19th. You'll hear from top leaders in state and local government, as well as higher education on all things digital transformation. Join Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, Maryland CIO Katie Savage, Georgia CIO Shanzia Thomas, along with more than a dozen other top leaders across the community on September 19th for State Scoop's IT Modernization Summit. You can find registration links for the summit in today's show notes and always at statescoop.com. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Carlin Fisher helps put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.